Also, I want to also go to this particular article here because I've mentioned many times about how science is to run our lives, and it is running our lives, whether you like it or not. Most folk don't know it. I mean, neuroscientists work uh, big time with marketers, especially government marketers now, and to put ideas across to the public. And they call it nudging the public to, and to making the correct choices on things, you see, nudging. And... Um, and they've gone further in some countries because under the, the United Nations big plan for the system, they pick certain countries for test beds, for, for, for studies and, and like, like a, basically a, a laboratory uh, to see how they can work out all the problems before letting it loose an entire planet. And we know too that, of course, that the family unit was one of the, the first things to be attacked with this system. They wanted to destroy the family unit as we all knew it, and they've pretty well done that. However, they also want the state to, to have that more say in the child's upbringing. In fact, they want the child to be literally the exact kind of citizen that they, they, they really prefer. In fact, now they demand it. So they're testing that out in Scotland, as I mentioned before. But here's an article. It's quite a good article. It's from Stuart Bolton. It says, uh, uh, Care Plan sees a dystopian future arriving early. Now, this, this guy uh, apparently wrote a, a dystopian science fiction novel once, he says. It was to do with uh, Big Brother and so on. It says, The conceit of this never-to-be-written book was a complete collapse of privacy illustrated by the supporters that everyone was given, or the support, that I should call them supporters, supplied by government, that everyone was given when they had a child. In this futuristic hell, as soon as a woman gave birth, a support worker would come and live in her house, both to help the parents with the difficult child and to protect the child from the potentially abusive parents. So this is going to be a novel. Since there were no longer an expectation or even an understanding of privacy, intimacy, trust, or even a relationship with and between parent and child in this novel. Rather, relationships were mediated through your own personal support worker, the state-supplied one. Unfortunately, this dystopian future has arrived a little faster than I imagined, as last week the Scottish government's plan to give every child a state guardian from birth was launched. This state-appointed overseer will be a specific named individual, and every child will have one from birth. The responsibility for creating this named guardian will fall on the heads of the health boards for the first five years of a child's life before being transferred to local councils. Perhaps the most worrying aspect of this development is that it clearly comes in large part as a mechanism to target and prevent child abuse. Well, that's a cover for it. That's the cover for it. If you want the rest of the story, the real story, you have to go into the writings of Lord Bertrand Russell who actually was given experimental schools to get the perfect world citizen created. And he helped to destroy the family unit too. Uh, he even had, uh, he got away with so much because he was given a royal charter to do things that the average citizen could never do in a school. But he was, he was promoting pu- pubertal sex between the children. Uh, and, and the presumption, and it was correct too, that if they could hyper-actuate the senses and, and make the hyper-active uh, sexuality, then they'd never mate for life with a partner and have children. And uh, so he talked too about the state bringing up the child. He says, we used to think that uh, the state would have to bring up the child and, and separate them from their mother at birth. And then we'd, we'd feed into them the exact sort of uh, uh, character we wanted them to turn out to be. 
He says, but now, he said, with the parents, he says, we can actually, with kindergarten, he said, the indoctrination we give them in kindergarten, scientific indoctrination, he said, with these techniques, he says, even though we give them back to their child in the evening or in the afternoon, he says, the input from the parents will be negligible. It wouldn't work with the child. The conditioning was scientifically created. So the, so the parents can still say, stay as the economic provider. That's all their function would be. That's what it is today. Anyway, getting back to this article here, it says that concerns about this new statutory initiative built into the Children and Young People Bill have been raised by some members of the Scottish Parliament, but largely on technical grounds. Can the state afford to have a supporter for every child? How will the state get to know this person, and how will they develop a trusting relationship with them? Children's Minister Aileen Campbell has said the approach would be useful in that a specific individual will have the responsibility for overseeing the well-being of specific children. Now, you better understand well-being is a very important term because it's an official term for the boys at the top. And even the U.S. Treasurer has mentioned it that they have to get off the GDP onto gross well-being. This is a big agenda they've got, and this is part of the well-being thing, by bringing up a whole new generation of children with their own advocates, you might say, not within the family. It says, as she put it, this will make sure that there is someone having an overview of what's happening to the child to make sure that early indicators of anything that would pose a threat or risk to the child are flagged up. Now, what they're talking about is any... um, as Bertrand Russell called it, contamination of ideas from an older culture to the young. That's what he's, how he said it. And this is what this is about, to make sure the child is given no other thoughts except the ones that are laid out for them to think about in the same opinions. Uh, any other opinions will be a threat, you see. Part of the plan is that professionals increasingly share information with one another. There's so many organizations, new professional, it's, it's a growing industry, of course, And they're all given access to all the data on every single individual in Scotland through your whole life, by the way. This starts with the child, but it's be lifelong learning, they call it, with advocates and and psychological um, testing. So anyway, uh, the share information with one another and so on. It's just like the Every Child Matters approach in England and Wales. There were different names for different countries, but it's all the same thing. Safeguarding children is now a priority of anyone working with children, be the teacher, dentist, youth worker, swing teacher, and so on. And at one level, this sounds okay, anything that stops child abuse. On the other hand, it can be seen as having little to do with the problem of abused children and more to do with the culture of suspicion. It's not the case that families are more abusive today. What's changed is that our faith in one another and our belief in the importance of privacy has diminished. You've all been taught you don't need it, you see. You've all been taught you don't need it. Getting back to what I mentioned about Charles Galton Darwin, those who lead the world keep their wild instincts. Suspicion, you see. Instincts. Survival mechanisms. You won't need them because the state's taught you and they make all their decisions, your decisions for you. Understand we're living through a script. The article says we have also lost a coherent sense of public duty and subsequently child safety has become a new off-the-shelf framework that attempts to offer coherence to people running public services and professional bodies. 
It's arguable to what extent every child can really be protected by our new guardians, or indeed that these named professionals will take seriously the need to keep an eye on nice families. And again, too, it's all going to be PC families. That's going to be nice ticks. You'll get bad X marks, you see, along a little checkboard if you have the varying opinions outside of the what's the, promoted by the state. However, as the meaning of, of abuse and harm expands to include things like being bullied or even being shouted at, the potential for professional intervention into family life is growing. Add to this the emphasis being placed on all child-related professionals to watch out for abuse and the suspicions and indeed corrosive nature of this approach is all too clear. Essentially the idea of a specific person looking after the interests of a child coming with the name of father or mother has been lost from Scottish society, or at least lost within the corridors of power. Increasingly, decisions about the children's well-being are being taken out of our hands. Not just education, but sex, health, lifestyle, even political life is taught to children by people outside the home. This is in Dundee, where I live. I hear of cases where children are instructed to tell their parents that the school doesn't approve of the contents of the parent-provided lunchbox. Everywhere we hear of teachers reporting parents to social services for allowing their children to risk cycling to school. You get reported. The teachers report to you if your child, child cycled to school. And just about everywhere we have children being encouraged to tell their own parents off to, to, you know, for smoking or drinking at home. Now that technique was discussed again from the World Health Organization, how they would train the children to go home and start nagging their parents. That's been done for quite a few years now. The recognition of the importance of privacy of the authority of parents and of the protection of this privacy and authority by society is declining fast. As is researching this issue of the autonomous family, a hugely important building block for society, it's noticeable that at the level of policy, this idea has completely disappeared. There's no privacy. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and going through an article here to do with the, this brave new world order where everyone's to be given their own uh, government-mandated uh, guardian, basically, who's going to keep tabs off you throughout your life. And it might not be the same one for your entire life, they've all one up to a certain age at school. And then it's, it's, called, it's all to do with lifelong learning, meaning lifelong upgrades. You're going to get upgraded to like a program throughout your whole life to, to make sure that you're on board with all the new PC stuff that's going to come down the pike. You've got to be politically correct in the system to serve the masters better, you understand. But it says here that today it's assumed that parenting is simply too hard. Remember, the Communist Manifesto was the destruction of the family unit. That was complete destruction of it. That was a big, big part of it. And then the ones, the radicals, the, the, the Trotskys and so on, they formed the left-wing parties after World War II, uh, still have pushed that to the present day, destruction of the family unit. And, and so the state would take over. So the, the, the parent or parents, or it's generally parents or parents, single parents now, uh, they get money from the government. So the government says, well, we have a right to come in and, and dictate the policy to this child. So anyway, it says, today it's assumed that parenting is simply too hard and children are simply too vulnerable and risks are simply too great to allow for the luxury called privacy. See? This is why nobody is attacking the new bill in defense of privacy and an autonomous family. 
He says, in my dystopian future, that this novel he was going to write, the hero Michael, who was an outsider to this not-so-brave new world, started off as a self-confident, well-adjusted, strong character, like the average guy used to, you see. By the end of the story, he had become a nervous, obsessively self-conscious, fragile, distrusting, and yet conformist individual. Accepting the need to abandon privacy, engage with the idea of risk, especially in relationships, Michael's life soon became empty of true bonds or friendships. This loveless and bloodless existence led to, and it says, but that would spoil the end. But then who needs a sci-fi novel when we have our very own state guardians? Welcome to my world. So... And this guy, too, who wrote this is a, is a sociology and criminology lecturer, a lecturer at the University of Aberté, Dundee. So he, he deals with criminology, and I can see why he's picked on this particular topic, because it's, it's a crime what they're doing. There's no doubt about it. It has to have big impacts of social engineering. Quite something, isn't it? <laughs> 